Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in Tampa Bay, 835 in the East. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50-plus years. Everything's real at Royal It's old school big boy pizza. You can get a $10 bonus for every $50 gift card purchased until December 31st. You visit royalpizza.ca. Stop for recommendation. Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan's a fan of the Texan. Reed likes the meat lovers. Uh, Reed Wilkins and Brendan coming up at about 648, 649. As uh, we're going to get to our Oilers now. Throwback feature, Dwayne Rollison's going to join us. It's brought to you by Conlon Motorsports. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Here's Dwayne Rollison. Well, Dwayne, great to see you uh, down here in Tampa Bay. Of course, for Oilers fans, they remember you uh, You know, being on the team uh, from the middle of the 2000s till the end of the 2000s, and then, of course, you finished up your NHL career. Just uh, I thought a bit on the journey, because it didn't happen overnight for you. What were some of the keys that enabled you to progress and end up becoming a, a starting goaltender in the National Hockey League in your 30s? Didn't happen in the 20s. No, uh, it, it was a long journey, that's for sure. Like Coming out of college, I was still a stand-up, skate-safe goalie, so at that time uh, the position had changed, and for me, I had to go through a whole revamp of my style. So, um, became a more of a hybrid guy between the stand-up skate save to a butterfly guy, and and tried to stay on my feet as long as I could. Um, so it it took a while to translate, and then you know off ice, getting the proper strength and conditioning, and taking care of myself uh, on and off the ice, and and then it sort of translated then. You got, you know, you sort of split the number one duty in Minnesota for a while there. It was you and Fernandez. You get traded to the Edmonton Oilers at the time of the trade. Did you think that it was possible? You might be able to, like, did you, they had really good metrics, five-on-five numbers and all that kind of stuff before we were really into it. The problem was they couldn't get a save all year. Did you think, geez, I'm getting traded to a team that could go on a run here, or did you think, I'm not sure what's going to happen here? Well, at first I was like, you know, I knew I was getting traded at some point. I didn't know where. And when they told me at the practice rink, <laughs> we're at a practice rink now, so um, they tell me I'm going to Edmonton. I was a little bit surprised um, that Edmonton uh, wanted to trade for me at the time. And then uh, then I sort of looked at, okay, who's there that I know? Um, so, you know, Prongs, I knew Prongs uh, from from St. Louis's organization and then Mac T was you know we I didn't know him well but we went to the same university to get um, you know obviously a few years apart but uh, the, so that's really all I knew coming in and a couple other guys that uh, sort of came in afterwards I got to know but you know at, at first it was just a whirlwind tour like I was packing up heading to San Jose then Columbus and then we're back to Mini so it was like uh, okay what's going on so I didn't really get time to sort of reevaluate until I got, you know, we got one game in and we was like, uh-oh, you know, we gave up a bunch of two-on-ones. and But you sort of realize what the team had at that point, even though we we ended up losing the first couple of games that I got there. It was just the skill set, the mindset, you know, um, you know, if I can just make the saves that I need to make, we got a chance. We're joined by Dwayne Rollison. It's our Throwback Fridays uh, feature, brought to you by Conlon Motorsports. Bob Stoffer down in uh, Tampa Bay. 
Ken Holland's now the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He was the GM of the Detroit Red Wings, and he'd say, ultimately, it came down to goaltending in that opening round series. Uh, you and Manny Legacy. Um, I, I, for me, I would Robin Brownlee and myself were the two guys that picked the Oilers to win the series. I thought Edmonton was all wrong for Detroit. Even though Detroit had all those Hall of Famers, it was a transition year of Babcock coming in that season. They got better in the next couple of years. At what point did you guys start to believe that it might be feasible that you could end up? Uh, did, did it happen fairly? Like, did, was there belief right away in that series that this was a good matchup, or did you need to to get those wins uh, uh, in the first three games? Um, I think we believed early, uh, and a lot of that was our coaching staff. You know, between Mac, Charlie, Simmer, and Billy, you know, we played them a week or two before playoffs started at home, and we sort of we didn't play our system that we were going to open up with, but we sort of played a system that was going to lead to that. And I think the belief then. You know, seeing how the system worked and what we could do against them and how we can exploit them sort of gave us the confidence internally to say, hey, we can beat these guys. Who cares who they are, who they have? We can beat them if we play our game and play our system. And and sure enough, we were able to, you know, prevail at the end. You ended up signing a couple extensions with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, and then you went to the Islanders, but you finished up your NHL career in Tampa. And what I remember, it's interesting, because we have Brian Lawton on our show once a week. He drafted both uh, uh, Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman. They're the only remaining players off that team from 2011. Uh, and that was with Guy Boucher. You guys went on a uh, major run at that time. John Cooper was up with the uh, the proverbial black aces. What do you did you did you? I know you worked a little bit with Cooper. Did you get the sense this guy could be a pretty good coach down the road? And because uh, obviously you, you live here now, so you spent a lot of time here over the years. Yeah, um, you know I got to actually spend a lot of time with Coop uh, during the playoffs uh, once their team. You know, was beat out, which was his first time, I think, that he never won. Right. Um, so, you know, he's up with the, I guess we can't say Black Aces, all the extra players that, yeah. that we needed to, but he was more my shooting guy. You know, we would, him and... Uh, so you had trust in him. Yeah. Uh, him and Stumpy would, would come and uh, shoot on me, and if we're setting up for, you know, we're playing... Crosby, well, Coop's trying to be Crosby, or we're playing Ovechkin, uh, Stumpy's Crosby, and Coop's back, Backstrom making passes and stuff like that. So I got to know him a lot, uh, or really well, and, you know, picked his brain a lot. And you, you could tell how much of a hockey guy he was and how much he thought the game. And and just you could think outside the box, which was was unique at the time where a lot of a lot of the coaches were a lot of cookie cutter things cookie cutter guys and he was able to bring in a different system and different structure here and and the guys love playing for him so it's fun to watch and it's great to see him having success we're joined by former uh, Edmonton Oilers netminder Dwayne Rollison on our throwback Friday feature Dwayne, you, after you, you you finished playing and you played into your 40s, uh, you ended up coaching for a number of years with the Anaheim Ducks as a goalie coach. What was that like? It was it was great. You know, I was fortunate enough to have some great young talent to come through, and 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 the veteran guys were were open to you know different philosophies. Uh, so it was. I spent a lot of time with uh, Freddie Anderson and John Gibson in the minors, and. And then I moved up with Freddie at the time, and 
Um, so over the years, was spent some time with him and, and Gibby, and, and then before they were there full time, I had Jonas Hiller and Victor Pass. So, so it was nice working with some guys that wanted to change and wanted to get better, and and it, it was a lot of fun. You know, you're challenging yourself daily, and you're trying to make them better, but at the same time being being respective of what they what they've accomplished already so you're you're trying to give them all the information but also try to help them build their career uh it, it is interesting uh after you're coaching Anaheim you still sort of worked a bit uh sort of on a consultant basis in the western league but part of it I think uh was was to watch your sons a little as well as they progress and they're both playing out at Lake Superior State and you're doing some volunteer coaching there what's it like to to see your boys uh you know, playing in college, but also get an opportunity to still do some coaching work. No, it's it's awesome. It's it's great to see that their time and energy is paying off for them. And you know, the goal number one was my wife's chemical engineer from yeah uh, from no she worked at Nova Chemicals for for a long time, and we met in Calgary. Sorry to say Calgary on the radio show here, but uh, um, you know so. With their her smarts, they're both in pre-med, and they're they're living their best lives, and also playing a game of hockey that they they love to play. And it's great to see all their work that they put in, you know, at school and on the ice is paying off for them. They're you know they're having success, and they're and they're starting their careers, and it's great to see. And you know, it's living vicariously through them i get to get on the ice with them and have some fun with them and do some skill stuff with them and and also work with our goalies up there so it's it's been a lot of fun for for me to be a part of their journey but not taking over their journey Dwayne Rolson joining us in Oilers now for Conlon Motorsports. Dwayne, just to wrap up, you've got a personal relationship with Stuart Skinner. You've got to know him over the years. You've been in Edmonton for multiple uh, events, and the Oilers, you know, have a couple every year. What do you see in Stuart? As a, I mean, obviously he's got size, and he's a bigger man, which helps out. He's not a small guy. I had a, you know, runner-up last year for Rookie of the Year. But what do you see? Well, away from the game of hockey, a uh, little story. During COVID, uh, there was a four-on-four league going on, and Stewart was up and down that year with the Oilers. Um, my son's back in the city, and we're there for about 10 days, and he asked Ross, my youngest, to, to play four-on-four. So to me, that's the type of person Stewart is away from the game. You know, just a great, remarkable person. Um, but the rank, it's a different animal, right? He, he's an awesome person at the rink locker room you can see the guys want to talk to him in the locker room and then seeing them play there's there's great attributes there just needs to be consistently figuring out what can I do to help our team win and not putting pressure on himself to be the guy but just give us a chance to win daily and and that's every time I see him it's like you know remember just give him a chance stay in daily that's all you can do control the things you can and uh, there's a lot of upside there it's just you know he's just got to go and do it still hard to think he's only 25 years of age as well when did you become a full-time NHL goalie 32 33 yes yeah, sometime in my 30s yeah. so uh, so like he's got some said, runway here yeah he's got he's got lots of time and you know it's you know just learning from the mistakes right everyone's got to learn from mistakes and and you're going to make them being a young guy you're going to make mistakes and you just got to keep on building from it
you go. That is Dwayne Rollison, uh, who is uh, currently, uh, actually, as we speak right now, He's watching his sons play. They play for Lake State. He flew up to Lake State, which is in the Sioux, Michigan, uh, after that interview today. He is our Conlon Motorsports Oilers throwback feature. Conlon Motorsports, they'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports, four locations in Alberta, or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Uh, Reed Wilkins, Brennan Escott, when we return in Oilers now at 647 in Edmonton. It's 651 in Edmonton, 851 in Tampa Bay. The Oilers and the Lightning tomorrow. The City Ford Face-Off Show with Reed Wilkins and Cam Moon and Rob Brown, myself, Brendan Escott, Jack Michaels will begin at 12.30 tomorrow. Puck drop at 2. Cam and me will be on the call. Jack uh, will have uh, tomorrow's game uh, along with Jamal Myers, who's pinch hitting for Louis DeRuss, who's on the dad strip. Gene and Principe and I'll be on during the uh, second intermission of tomorrow's game on NHL Hockey and Rogers as well. We go back to the 630 Chad Studios. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports coming up next. Hello, Reed. How are you? That's my fault. Hey, good, Bob. How are you? <laughs> hey, what's that button for? Yeah. Brendan, if you can't oh, figure it out, goodness. we're in trouble. Yeah, so. it's, that's twice today I've blown it. That's my fault. Oh, well, don't worry. It's not uh, open heart surgery. The patient doesn't die on the table. It's just radio. People need to remember that sometimes. Reed, what, what do you got shaking for tonight? We got Kelly Rudy on the show. His first appearance since the uh, Jay Woodcroft firing and the Chris Knobloch hiring. So Kelly will react to that. And uh, uh, he's also going to talk about what he looks for you know, around the league. And obviously Bobby's played and been a broadcaster for a long time. What he sees when he thinks maybe a coach's tenure is coming to an end. Uh, I don't think he saw it with the Oilers and Woodcroft, but he is going to explain what he usually sees when he thinks it's uh, it's done for a coach. And he'll also elaborate on what he would want from a coach as a player when a new coach came in, whether it was midseason or started training camp, what made him think to himself, okay, I think they hired the right guy here and I'm, I'm ready to follow him. Uh, we'll have some of the uh, clips from Oilers today, Brown, uh, Skinner, and uh, Knobloch, and of course, great cup picks. Bob, we'll uh, we'll take them from the listeners and uh, we'll see if anybody can. Who, who's playing in the great cup again? It is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Montreal Alouettes, coached by Jason Moss. I will, as much as I like Jason Moss, I know Danny's the GM, I will say Winnipeg 34 and Montreal 19. Okay, Escott's writing that down. And we may we may do it again tomorrow on the face-off show just to... Oh, okay, that's yeah. when you're going to save it for us. Well, no, we can... Because we'll, I'll, I'll do mine tonight later on the show. I, I got a wild one with for Montreal. you guys. I, I know what they did to Toronto, but... Part of me thinks Toronto lost that game as much as Montreal won it. How many so turnovers did Toronto have? Nine. And like Chad Kelly plays his, I mean, you just got to go out and play, but he probably played his worst game of the year at the wrong time. It, had, it happens, yeah, unfortunately. Well, that's why Alberta should have beaten UBC. UBC had eight. I know I, I talked to Chris Morris. He wanted to talk more about the Oilers coaching change. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just, well, I want to just throw this at you. You mentioned Kelly Rudy. Yeah. I had somebody say, like, I think we all think, we concede, like, Dallas Aikens, with all due respect to Dallas, Dallas got another opportunity. He had to go back to minors for four years and got another chance. I think we all think Jay Woodcroft is probably going to, you know, recycle back into the NHL within the next 18 months as a head coach. I got a wild one for you. Okay. Somebody said to me, keep an eye on Calgary. 
That'd be something, eh? That would be something. I mean, I, I was Escott. wondering if he'd rejoin Todd first as an assistant and then be a head coach again after that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it doesn't take that long. Let's go to this day in order's history for New West travel. The Montreal road trip is sold out, so we've sold out two this year. Nashville and Montreal, we're going to announce the new Oilers roadie shortly. Here's Brendan Escott with this day in Oilers history. I'm still trying to figure out where Ryan Asuka's going. Uh, we'll go back to 1953. Former Oiler Blair McDonald is born in Cornwall, Ontario. McDonald drafted 30th overall by the WHA's Oilers. Played seven total seasons, but uh, really Shepherd, uh, helped Shepard uh, Wayne Gretzky into the NHL. Actually represented the team at the 1980 All-Star Game did McDonald. Yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, and it's uh, got 46 goals there with Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Brendan, it's interesting because people think, well, what about San Jose for, for Jay? Possibly Ottawa. And I had somebody say to me, keep an eye on Calgary in the next 18 months. I'm like, what? Because I'm kind of like with you, Brendan, so that surprised me. Monday, uh, we will be previewing the Oilers game against the Florida Panthers. Two of our guests, it's Mac T on Mondays for Contract Equipment Limited and Daily Faceoffs, Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Tomorrow, Oilers and Lightning live from Tampa, 2 p.m. Uh, Edmonton time. On 6.30, Chad, 12.30, face-off show. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Zach Ferguson, followed by Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. So long, everybody, for now, from Tampa Bay, Florida.